Welcome to the podcast. We do recover with Jared Miller, your host. And I'm Dr. Terry Sellers, your co-host. This is a podcast about recovery from addiction. We want to talk about what successful recovery can look like. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. Welcome to episode 76. Today, we're going to throw out the entire format. This is just going to kind of be like a free-for-all, right? There is no format today. No format today. Which I love. I know know I love that. (laughs) We're just going to freewheel. Before we get into everything, though, let's make sure we get our sponsorship mentions in. They're very important. Who we got? I thought we were throwing out the format. Let's just throw out the sponsors, too. (laughs) I don't know if they would like that. I don't think they would either, but I'm not saying, well, steps we can keep. Let's keep steps. They've been good to us. Okay, cool. You can do steps. Do steps. Episode 76, part one is brought to you by Steps Recovery Centers, where they are ready to help you or a loved one get help whenever you're ready to, to get that help. Go ahead and reach out by giving them a call at 801-800-8142, or you can go to their website at stepsrc.com. There's a little, uh, have a conversation. we got Micah's picture up there in the corner. Have a little chat with with somebody to, to get you or a loved one help. Again, like this podcast is meant to inspire some hope and inspiration, and hopefully if people are out there struggling and they need a resource, Steps Recovery Centers is a great resource. Yes, they are. Fantastic. I want to develop a little, uh, like a little rap, like a little hip hop, you know, where remember early hip hop, how like, no, don't, don't, no rapping. You remember early, <laughs> no white guy rapping. you remember early hip hop, how like one guy would do the, the verse and then a couple of guys would chime in on like several words. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to start the sponsorship mention. And then when you say steps recovery center, I'm going to say steps recovery center at the same time. Okay, we'll have to practice yeah. that. Yeah, well, yeah, we're yeah, not doing that this time. For sure, we'll do yeah. that. We'll do that. And then we'll do the phone number all together. So we were going to call this, we're, we're calling this episode, Terry Hits 20-ish Years <laughs> Clean. Now, Terry, what's the story behind that? <laughs> well, we've had a small, we've had a small miscommunication, apparently, <laughs> on how clean I actually am. Oh, let's get it. <laughs> so, uh... I have a, I have a couple little stories about it. And the first is, first of all, my sobriety date, I've always called March 17th of 2003. When I say I've called it that, most people don't call their sobriety date. They just have a sobriety date. Right, <laughs> right, right. What do you mean you call it? Well, <laughs> it's a little unconventional. Well, I'll tell you how I remember, how I remembered my sobriety date for a long time is I used to go to doctor's offices and get shots of morphine. Sure. And that was kind of most of what I did. I had some other ways of supplying my opiate habit too, but I would go to different doctor's offices and get shots of morphine. And um, once I once I got caught by the state for doing that, which turns out to be illegal. Yeah, highly illegal. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit illegal. I didn't know it. You had the best access though. I had access. Like I had like, friends. I had right. I mean, like you, when you're a doctor, you got pretty. I, I had my own personal access, but then I had a bunch of friends that were doctors too, right? <sighs> so I was. I, I mean, I was doomed from the beginning. But the state, when the state found out, and I, I ultimately lost my license, and I don't want to go through. We've done this before, but check um, out episode one if you want that story. Yeah, that story's there, but. Um, when I had to go before the state, I had to assemble all of a whole bunch of records. Okay. They wanted all the records from my doctor's office, right? And there was a record in there of me receiving a morphine shot on March 17th of 2003. And I've always remembered that. That's not the day I got clean. I got a shot that day of morphine. That was the last shot. <laughs> that was the last shot. But my you actual even... sobriety day is okay, March let's... 18th. Okay. So, but March 17th was always St. Patty's Day, so I've I kind of always used it. It just helps you remember. Yeah. Because you're kind of getting yeah. old. I'm actually one day less sober than I thought I was, but that's okay. No, I actually knew how sober I was, but. Because you've been sober so- for 19 freaking now, years, dude. Now, there's another issue here is somehow Jared and I had a miscommunication and he thought it was year 20 and it's actually year 19 for me. Well, still. So I'm a day less and a year shorter than I thought I was going to be. So Still. 19, I am sober, and I've been sober for 19 years. 19 years, that's Dr. A, it's Sellers. A t- it's a bit of time. I get, I get it. Like that, even I can look back and say, that seems like a long time. Congratulations, Thank man. you. It's been a long time since I used a, a drug or alcohol or 
And I want to get how you've stayed in recovery. Like I want to get that for the listener on this episode today. But before that though, we kind of have a little surprise here for you. Oh my gosh. So I'm, I've prepared a song. You've talked about a rap. I have a song that I'm going to sing. And then there's no singing, no <laughs> rapping on this podcast. <laughs> we don't have licenses for that. Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. You got 19 years clean. But you still act like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? So we got. Uh, we, oh my god! You gosh. have your choice. Can you smash a, a thing in my face? I was gonna get you just like one of those baby cakes and just have you plant your face in it. I that's thought that what, might be fun. I think but that's what my wife calls me. Okay, so baby cakes. So we have the beautiful assistant. Have a, oh yeah, you do have a lovely assistant. What's Mrs. her name? Mrs. Miller here. That's my wife. Oh. Don't get any crazy ideas, Doc, just because it's your I birthday. Got, we I can share the cupcakes, but we're not sharing, sharing the cupcakes. wife. <laughs> That's the first time you've referred to her as Mrs. Yeah. Oh, Ever. Miss? Ever. Miss Miller? Mrs. Miller. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You've never well, said that. I don't think you've said that term very often I have a, I'm, You I'm might say it other places, but not here. So my beautiful wife has handed me here some cupcakes for those that are not watching this, uh, the video version. Yeah. So we have black and white. Yeah. We have, it's called Snickers. Oh. We have a almond. Whoa. We have a coconut cream Uh-oh. and a strawberry shortcake Woo. and a red velvet. Which one do you want? Should we take some bets as to which one I'm going to pick? Let's just go all day. Just radio <laughs> silence for like 10 minutes. I'm between red velvet and what was the coconut one? Coconut, coconut cream? Coconut cream. That's that bad boy. Okay. And what's this again? Whoa, Snickers. Oh, no, that's almond. Oh, I'm going almond. All right. Here we go. Happy birthday, buddy. You're the best. Congratulations on 19. Thank you. I'm we still, thought it was 20, but I made it, 19's I made still it cool. down here still sober. <laughs> it's actually 20 Canadian years, so it's okay. <laughs> there you go. Who's doing math, anyways? You, you right? do the conversion. It's the okay. exchange rate. Yeah. <laughs> what one do you want, babe? I'm going to burn down some of Sean's equipment. Yeah. Watch this. He's going to be happy with me lighting a cable on fire. Make a wish, sellers. Okay, ready? Make a wish. I don't know what the wish was. Yeah. Wish does I make it today. There you go. Get through the day without using drugs or alcohol. Stay clean today, I think I can buddy. do it. I think I can do it. Stay clean today. Sean, you, you want a cupcake? What cupcake do you want? Oh, no, no. I'm doing Atkins diet. I can't. What? Oh, shoot. <laughs> You're not doing Atkins diet. You made that up. I totally did. The Atkins diet... <laughs> Is was good, but no one's doing it now. That, I know it's called keto. You gotta now. do keto now. It's the same it's, thing. It's exactly the same thing. It's all almo- protein, no carbs. It's almost exactly the same thing, but it's I, got a new. So d- I'll new take name. one of those home to the wife, though. Okay, fantastic. I was planning on eating it all on here and making everybody salivate you mean while they Mrs. Listen. Denovan. Actually, she doesn't go by Mrs. Denovan. <laughs> <laughs> legally, she hasn't changed her name. She's legally a different name. Oh, really? Yeah. What's her What's her legal name? Alan. So she kept her uh, married name for her kids for all the stuff that went on with kids in school. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. So wait, so she had kids before you were married? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That a couple makes after sense. two, but I'm not sure. What? There's a few people that want to uh, help. <laughs> if we can stay focused here, a uh, few people that want to help congratulate oh, my Dr. Sellers. We can't stay so focused. So we'll go ahead and play those. You ready? We got some, uh-huh. some messages for you, buddy. I don't like this. Well, this is Jared's phone. But this message is for Terry Sellers. Most people call him doctor, but I call him big bro. Congratulations, man. I love you. There was some emotion in that voice. Yeah. Yeah. That's my littlest brother, Jared. Great dude. Which is how you and I met, frankly. Yep. Yep. Really good dude. Love that guy. He is a good dude. Thanks for calling in, Jared. Let's see if you can guess this next one. Okay. Hi, this message is for Dr. Sellers. Dr. Sellers. Congratulations on your 20 years sober. Thank you so much for being Jared's friend. That, that's and the mother of the podcast. Helping him with his podcast and all that you've done for him. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's the mother of our podcast, the lovely Judy Miller. Bam, you have it. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. You're good. Thanks, Mom. I love you. Yeah, Mom's awesome. All right, here we She's go. She's my second mom. She's a sweet Kind mom. of is. I don't have another second mom, so. All right, let's see if you can guess this one. Okay. Uh oh. I didn't turn anything off. Yeah, you did. You turned off the Bluetooth. Mm. Okay, let's try again. 
Hold it up to the microphone. <laughs> this episode is not going as I planned. This episode is just fine, dude. Although the listeners at home have just taken a quick nap. Hi, guys. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Always wanted to say that. Hey, this is Dave Cox. I just wanted to wish my <laughs> buddy, uh, Terry, Doc, a, a happy birthday, happy anniversary. He's been a great inspiration, and uh, he's my, my best golf buddy, and I love to, to uh, hang out with him. So happy birthday, buddy. You guys take care. Bye-bye. Dave Cox, what yeah. a good dude. Good dude. I play golf with Dave every Monday. Yeah, what a great dude. We used to have a thing called Tuesdays with Terry when we played golf on Tuesdays, but now my day off is Monday, so. How long have you guys been doing that for? Oh, my gosh. Like, really, really close to 19 years. Dang. Like, Dave and I met really early in my sobriety. We both went to a little conference up in Park City where you learned how to teach Prime for Life. I don't know if you know what Prime for Life is. Yeah, but sure. It's a course that, that the state mandates that people that get a DUI take. So Dave and I were learning to teach that. That's how I, that was my first introduction into sort of the treatment industry is I thought I could teach some Prime for Life classes, maybe make a little bit of money. I didn't have another job. And we went to this thing up in Park City and I just instantly gravitated to the guy. And he's pretty goofy and I love that. Yeah. Digits audio? Okay, we got people are calling in to leave you voicemails as we're trying to play huh. the voicemails. So that's Lovely. fantastic. All right, let's try to get this next one. Sorry. Hey, this is uh. Taz. Happy Dub Day, my friend. Congrats on 20 years. Uh, miracles never cease around these places. There you go. Good job, man. Love you. I think I heard Taz. Was that Taz? Yeah, it was Taz. Yeah, I love Taz. All right, let's try one more. Got to reconnect it, man. It. I can't even. Go to your settings. Go to your Bluetooth. All right, here we go. Dr. Terry Sellers. Just want to call and congratulate you on your 20 years clean and sober. That's a big deal. 20 years is a long time. Two decades, that's about... Two-thirds the number of years that I am old, um, which means I would have been 15 years old when you got clean and sober. It's a long time, my friend. Uh, it's a pleasure knowing you. Um, I, I appreciate being able to call you and ask you medical questions. And uh, You are a pillar in the recovery community, and, and I know that you work tirelessly helping people um, in their Big deal. Um, look up to you a lot. I will, though, say that we probably should address your outfits on the golf course. Uh, <laughs> kind of looks like what my eight-year-old would wear if I gave him a thousand dollars and said, "Pick your own outfit." Um, all those bright colors and fancy pants that you got on out there. But I can't really talk about that because you smoke me at golf, anyways. So, anyways. Love you, pal. I'm not going to tell you who this is. I'm going to let you try and guess. I hope that Jared will play it on air and let you try and guess who this is. But anyways, lots of love. Congratulations again. Awesome. I think that's all of them. Well, somebody somebody else just called and left a, a voicemail. This is going to be a surprise. Well, I don't. I don't even know. It's a, it's not a number I recognize. So should we? This is also my work cell phone number. So okay, you got to reconnect <laughs> to the Bluetooth. If we're going to do that. No, we're not. We're so, not. Okay, we're done. Okay, all right, we're all moving right. past that. It might not be. So far, I've tr I tried to make this like super fun and exciting, that fun. and that just kind of got super awkward. But that's no, okay. Well, we'll that keep totally rolling. fun. And I just want to say thanks I to the people that time. called in. Yeah. And left a, a voicemail. Yeah, I appreciate people calling in too. Yeah. That was nice. It's awesome, man. Yeah. So here we go. How how did how did you do it? How'd you get 19 years clean, Doc? I mean, we've we've gotten your story about how you got into recovery. Yeah. That's episode one for those people that are listening. Yeah. I'll just stay there. Yeah. I Listen, sometimes I've heard this saying, and I agree with it. Sometimes staying clean is harder than getting clean. Oh, yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, Because I got clean 50 times, right? Right. Yeah. I before, got clean a bunch before, the before the last, I could stay clean. Right. Yeah, for sure. Right? Just getting clean. Everybody can do that. And that's... One of the great fallacies is everybody says, well, I can stop whenever I want. Sure you can. That's probably true. Can you stay there? That's the that's the tough part. And so 
Yeah, I think it's just, um, if, I mean, if you want a key, it's just consistency. You just got to do the same things. You just got to do it and do it and do it again and do it again. And I think over time that, that some of the things that I do have changed in how important they are. I went to a bunch of meetings early on. I don't go to quite as, I don't go to nearly as many meetings anymore. Um, the whole COVID thing kind of killed some meetings anyway. I did a few, Bad. did a few, you know, Zoom meetings, but I didn't go to hardly any. I'll bet I didn't go to 10 in-person meetings in the last three years. Um, I think though, to be honest, like when we think of fellowshipping and we think of community and we think of meetings, really, listen, it's always good to stay connected to those, right? Fellowshipping is always sure. good. Sure. I think that, that it's, it's super, it's like they say in the meetings, the most important person in a meeting is who? Well, it's me. The newcomer. Oh, it's a newcomer. I thought it was me. <laughs> that might just be some narcissistic traits, but <laughs> yeah, I got some narcissism going. No, but for it's, sure, it's the newcomer. There's, and and so keep going. And, and so basically, what I'm saying is, is yeah, lean into the fellowships early in recovery. That's super important because you're establishing community. You're building new friendships. You're around like-minded individuals. Uh, there's a lot of really good stuff to that. However, at some point, like hopefully, your recovery expounds further than that yes right uh, also a key for me like that's super important to me i never really wanted to be the guy whose life revolved around aa and there's people out there that who's does and that's great for them yeah for me that's not what i wanted i i'm happy if it's a part of my life but it can't be my whole life i got other i got other things i need to do that i want to do that i that can't be it. And so, but your point about the newcomer is totally true, which is why, so early on as a newcomer, I went a lot more. Did the, you do the 90 and 90? I did. You did? Yeah, I did yeah. 90 and 90. And that's kind of when I, that's kind of when everything kind of clicked in my head really was when I was doing 90 and 90. And then I was reading a certain book at that time. And both those things hit me at the exact right time to kind of change the way I thought about life. But, um, what was the name of the book? Do you remember? It was, yeah, the four agreements, the yeah, four agreements. Absolutely. I was reading the four agreements during the time I went to 90 and 90 and I was just in a space where I knew I needed something different in my life. It had to be different because the stuff I had done prior to that had not worked out very well for me. And some things had, like I was a really busy obstetrician and I was making a bunch of money and I was, and I was shooting morphine and I was ignoring my family and I was, you know, the, all the stuff. And so. Um, uh, it wasn't great. I, I liked being, I had a, you know, I had a bit of celebrity, which you're probably not shocked that I enjoyed that. Like, I love that. Sure. I don't think any, I, I, it would be hard to imagine somebody that wouldn't like feeling recognized in their community, feeling yeah. like they, yeah, know. I think most people would, I probably like it more than some, but, um, but that was also detrimental to me, that celebrity like that, that part wasn't always good for me, but, um, so anyway, I did this, I did the 90 and 90 and the point I was going to make is I started going to meetings as a newcomer and it was really important to me to be there as a newcomer. I'm almost to the point at this point in my life where the only reason I go is for the newcomer. Mm. I, I went because I wanted to find a few people that had something that I wanted. I wanted somebody to look up to that I thought had done this and had something that I wanted. Yeah. I wanted somebody successful in life, and I found some people like that in, in AA meetings. It's the only reason I keep going. I want to be that for somebody someday. And I think, listen, I think you're doing it, right? Well, some days I think that's possible, yeah. I think that whether you're doing that through fellowship or whether you're doing that on this podcast, I absolutely think you're doing it. Matter of fact, I'm a clinician, so I'm going to say this, as evidenced by... Right. That's how well, we have to write a, our. That's a nice clinical term there. <laughs> it's like you're writing a utilization review or something. That's right. So well, Deanna Fenn, back uh, a, a couple weeks, weeks back. Yeah. yeah, two weeks ago. So she shared an episode that one of our episodes on Facebook. And I just, like I always do, right? I, I wrote, thank you for sharing mm -hmm. with the little love you sign. Yeah. She wrote back and check this out. This is why I say, I know, I know you're helping people. You're very welcome. Your podcast has helped me at my most vulnerable times in my with my recovery. My husband was in treatment and I was waiting to get into treatment myself. And the two months I was waiting to get in, I found your page and listened to your podcast. They gave me the hope I needed to stay sober while I was waiting to get into treatment. When I went to treatment, 
I was sober and they told me that rarely ever happens, but it was because I found recovery pages like yours. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. You helped me, you helped me out of my rock bottom. And on April 7th, both me and my husband will have 18 months sober. That's big, isn't it? Yeah. So there's not much other reason to continue doing the podcast. And if you get one of those every year, it's so cool or two years. Like, yeah, let's keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome stuff because it's just, no, we don't do this. We do this because we're goofballs having fun, really. <laughs> that, that but if it helps somebody once in a while, that is, I guess, the purpose. I mean, the purpose, we had a purpose coming into this podcast, and that was to show people that are successful in recovery, so show people who have been successful in recovery so we can give some hope to those who are in early recovery that there is success. Yeah, absolutely. And so we had that, I mean, we had that in mind as, as what we wanted to do with the podcast. And I think sometimes we've done that really well and other times maybe not as well, but that's all right. It's we're trying here. So I gotta be honest when, when Deanna, when I got that message, I, I don't know. I was just kind of in a weird place because I, like I had a lot of stuff going on, uh, like a lot of stress, right? I've been super studying to, to take my state exam and I'm waiting at the chiropractor and I got my wife next to me and, and I read it. And for some reason, like she's showing me these memes and trying to be like goofy and funny. Right. And, and I'm just like, I started crying and, and then she noticed and she was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, you know, and, and it just made me realize that like the purpose for why I do everything I do, mm-hmm. like it's hard. I'm it's sorry. It's easy. I'm sure 19 years out, seven years out right? to remember like the hopelessness and the misery that somebody in early recovery has. Yeah. It's still there. And it really shifted my whole paradigm of this podcast, to be honest, because I I thought to myself, sure, we want to reach people who are in active addiction and help inspire them to want to get clean. We want to show them what a a successful recovery can look like. Right. right? That's why we bring guests on. That's why we do this thing. But I also find that it's hard to stay clean sometimes. Yeah. And so I appreciate you coming on. And that's why, like, I want to continue to ask the questions like, how did, how did you do it? What does your life look like today? Because I'm sure there are things that you may not even realize that you do that help keep you clean. Yeah, probably. And I would say when you say it's hard to stay clean, it's not, it's, it's, it's really simple. It might be simple, but difficult. Yeah. It might be difficult. It's really simple. Yeah. There's not a lot of, you don't have to overthink it. It's just. There's some things you have to do and some things that are helpful in keeping you sober and you just do them again and again and again and again. And just when you, so what are those things for you? Well, here's the, I mean, here's the, here's the part that I say this a lot. And that is if you go to a meeting, you'll hear newcomers all the time say, well, you know, I kind of stopped going to meetings and then it, it took me about hearing that about a hundred times before I realized that's probably not going to work. Right. right? That's not working for people. I keep hearing that same story. I stopped going to meetings and then I gradually, and then they were, and then now they're coming back as a a newcomer. That's not going to work. Okay. So let's not do that because that didn't seem to work a hundred times in a row. And now I'm probably at having heard that a thousand times. Like it doesn't work when you stop doing that stuff, stop going to meetings. I, I've said this before on this podcast. One of my favorite sayings in life is there's a lot of cactus in this world. You don't have to sit on every one of them to realize the next one's going to be sharp. (laughs) Right? Right. right. That's a sharp cactus stopping going to meetings. I've heard it a hundred times. People have told me how sharp that cactus is and I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do that. So I still go. Do I, I don't go at near the frequency I did 90 and 90. I don't go 90 in a year sometimes maybe, but I still go to some meetings. I still do an occasional Zoom meeting. I still stay in contact with people that are trying to do the same thing I am. Um, and listen, that's that's super important. There are a lot of different pathways to recovery, though, right? There's so a bunch I, of pathways. To we've, we've checked that one off the box, fellowship, and and I know that, that is a pathway. I don't want to downplay that because sometimes we try to to keep people going to meetings is really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I know that you wanted to come on and talk about medications to avoid in recovery. In the second part of this, I want to keep this going though. Well, are you okay with that? Yeah, we don't have to. We can do whatever you want. It's fantastic. I'm having fun. So uh, just because I, I, I'm pretty like I, I, I'm sure that our listeners would be interested to know kind of what your daily routine is. 
What do you do when you feel triggered? What do you do when you have a, a thought or a craving? You know what I mean? And to just be able to give them some advice on what to do. And maybe some of the stuff, I know I'm kind of getting the, I'm cap, capturing you in surprise right now. No, but. no, I don't do, I don't do deer in headlight stuff. Okay. I'll just make stuff up. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it would be good. No, I got to be good for some listeners. I got a few things that are helpful. I Listen, think. you got 20 years, man. I'm sure there's some people out there going, oh, that's almost impossible. It's 20 ish. 20 ish. <laughs> On that note, thank you guys for listening to part one. It's been fun. Uh, we'll be back for part two right after this little 30 second break. It's our sponsorship. You are listening to We Do Recover with Jared Miller and co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. We'll be right back after this short break with more of We Do Recover with Jared Miller, sponsored by Steps Recovery Center and the Hilton Garden Inn. I'm Desmond Lomax, one of the clinical executives here at Steps Recovery. And once you become with the Steps family, you're just a part of the Steps family. A lot of us have overcome substances, overcome addiction, and now we're able to help other people. Second of all, we're also going to help you in a way where you can afford to be helped. Third of all, we're going to give you the same quality that many organizations are charging two to three times. And it's more about you than it is about our organization. We welcome you back to We Do Recover with Jared Miller, co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. And now with part two of our podcast, Jared Miller and Dr. Terry Sellers. Yeah, I'm Jared Miller and I got Dr. Terry Sellers in the studio with me. Episode 76 is underway. Part one has, uh, yeah, is in the books. Part two. So we were kind of talking about let me well, do before this. we do that, let me do. Thank you. Yep, let me do yep. Hilton. Help so I just surprised Jared. This is how uh, spontaneous this podcast is. At the break, <laughs> I said, hey, let me lead into this segment. And right as the thing comes on, I point at him and said, you're going. <laughs> uh, for There was a reason behind that, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, so part two is sponsored by the Hilton Garden Inn. If you are traveling through southern Utah, give them a Google search. Hilton Garden Inn is a beautiful place to stay. It must be the time of year in St. George because it's hard to get rooms these days. Yeah, it is they the time are of full. year. I mean, it's yep. well, I guess it's going to be 86 degrees today. Maybe that's why it's the time of year. Because it's going to be 40-something in, in uh, Orem tomorrow. It's 60-something today. But we got listeners all across the country. They don't even understand that. What's Orem? Right? What's Orem? What is Orem? Yeah, what's, right? What's, We're Utahards, and I live in southern Utah for people that are listening in other states. Dr. Sellers lives in northern Utah. We call them the northerners because if you've seen uh, Game of Thrones, north of the wall is ice cold, freezing yeah. cold. And that's basically um, kind of the reality in Utah is all the smart people live in southern Utah I'm going to have some enemies. After I think this I'm a episode. wilding. Are you a wilding? And all the northerners, those heathens, live in northern Utah. That's me. I present Dr. Sellers. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's me. Uh, yeah, our weather is a lot more unpredictable up there. Um, down here, it gets really hot. But I think it's that time of year because the Hilton Garden Inn is just, a, it's full. It's always, it's been full Packed. for the last few weeks. But that's good. That means they're doing a great thing and they're good to us. And, and that means you get to crash appreciate in, them. in my spare bedroom. Which yeah. I'm sure you're thrilled for. Or Rocky's going to be chewing on your fingers. Or I have a friend with a giant house who might have given me his house. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that works too. <laughs> we'll see. That works too. We'll All right. See. So we were talking about, listen, life in recovery. You've got 19, 20-ish. I don't know if you're even sure Some at number. this point. Yeah, right. I, I can't even believe anything it's you tell me anymore. It's funny because I don't even sound sober because <laughs> I can't remember when I got there. But, but yeah, I got some number of years. So if I'm listening to this and I'm, and I'm like, how do, you know, I'm early in recovery as defined as less than 12 months clean. And, and I find out that Dr. Terry Sellers has 19-ish years clean. Um, I mean, how do you do that? Right. And we talked about, we've talked about fellowshipping in meetings and that's, you're absolutely right. That's phenomenal. Huge, huge support. I bet though, like, what does your daily routine look like? I bet there's things that you do that you don't even realize because they're so automatic after 20 years that help you stay clean. Yeah, there's there's some things. I, I, I wanted to go to, before we get to daily routine, I want to do one thing real quick. We didn't do new and goods. Did you know that? Yeah, I know. I told you we were throwing out the format. Oh, okay. She's just shooting from the But hip. Sean's got this cool button over there that he can push when we try to do new and good, then it makes it... It's like, uh, Jesus finally told my dad he's good enough. New and 
good. <laughs> what was the Jesus he talking added, there and added, everything? He added some stuff to the new and good button. <laughs> Every week it's different. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the Jesus all about, man? I, I don't know. You getting cathartic over here on us? I don't know. I, I just needed some religion in my life. And that's the closest <laughs> I can get. Oh, there you go. There you I go. like it. I have no problem with Jesus. I hope not. Yeah, absolutely. I not. don't know very many My people that do. Lord although a lot of people have problems with religion, but yeah, very few people have problems with Jesus. Yeah, seemed like a pretty cool guy. So where were you going with all of this? Uh, where am I going? <laughs> so I wanted to talk about. I, I wanted to talk about a couple of tools actually that I use that aren't always. I wouldn't say part of my daily routine per se, but but ways that that have helped me stay things that have helped me stay clean and sober as far as just sort of coping mechanism sort of stuff. Um, and then we can talk about, and I, and I appreciate the question. I'll talk about my day, but, um, a couple of things I think that people have used and that somebody, that somebody taught me that, that have helped me stay clean and sober when things get hairy, when things get hard. Yeah. Like you're there and, and you're thinking about stinking thinking. Yeah. Like uh, maybe some morphine would be a good idea yeah. right now. For me, that's um, a lot of times it's pain, like physical pain. Migraine headaches is a big trigger for me. Um, it's really, I think, the main reason how I got it, why I got addicted to um, morphine in the first place was I was getting it as treatment for migraines, and then it got out of hand. So, but, liquid morphine was your tool to stay clean. No, it's Wait, not sorry, a tool to stay clean. Okay. It's, it's absolutely not a tool to stay I'm getting to there. Oh, okay. I'm going to get there. Like, I'm going to ramble, and then eventually we'll <laughs> arrive at the, the train. will pull into the station, and you'll realize, hey, uh, he got to the point. Yeah. Uh, so one of my coping mechanisms was people told me this once upon a time was to either envision the good things that have happened in recovery for you. So my family relationships are better. They still need a bunch of work, a bunch of work from my end for sure, but they're better than they were. And that's something that, that you can dwell on or, or my employment status is way better than it was at the end of my using for sure. And, uh, there's a, there's just a bunch of stuff there that for me, that doesn't, that's not it for me. Like, unfortunately, I'm more inspired by avoiding negative than I am at going towards positive. But I do like the positive psychology in that, right? Because well, there is positive. That's one way to do it. Because that's almost like the negative part of a coping skill where remember your worst 10 seconds. Well, that's the, so that is so my coping skill. you're remembering your positive. No, my coping skill is the worst 10 seconds. Okay. Because the, because the, but remembering the good things is a good coping skill. It's yeah. not the one that motivates me quite as much. And that's a good tool. Remember the positive things that have happened to you since you've been in recovery, because I can name a bunch of them. But to me, it's just that, um, and this is all of those little slogans, you know, that you learn. And I think slogans are super helpful in a pinch when you're, um, but all of those little slogans that, that you learn, I think they're all helpful. But for me, it's that avoidance of the negative. So do you want to know what that is? I'm sure you know. I, I do, but you can tell us. So just because I've been studying for my state exam yeah. and, and I'm like, it's like all it. fresh in Super my brain, fresh in right? your mind. All right. Let's uh, teach us. So endorphins. Preach, preach, brother. Endorphins tend to remember painful or negative experiences mm. over like happy and joyful ones because the brain's job, number one job is what? Keep you alive. Keep you alive. So uh, endorphins typically will record or remember in the brain. You've asked me a few questions here, and I'm like on the spot. You're scaring me. What's <laughs> Wait, what? What's the number one reason we go? What's the best reason for going to meetings? Newcomers? I missed I missed that quiz test, but then you said. Yeah, so okay. so that's that's why I think, you know, like, sure, it's helpful to remember the good stuff, but your brain is definitely going to register the negative. Yeah, and so for some people, either one, but for me, it's that negative one. And again, that's, that is to me, it's always this. And I've probably even said this on this podcast, but, uh, there was a time in my life where two DEA agents knocked on my door. You remember me telling this story before oh, yeah. and, um, they asked to search my house and it was just a pit of the stomach moment for me. Like I knew that was it. That was the absolute end for me. Sure. And they're sitting outside my house. They drove the big black SUV with the little lights in the grill, you know, and they've got the squiggly earpieces and it looks like they're secret agents or something. <laughs> and um, I'm just sitting there wondering what the neighbors are all thinking. Like, yeah. here I am. And so I get a migraine 
my brain says, you know, some morphine would be great right now. Yeah. And instantly attached to that is, remember those two guys? You mm-hmm. don't want to see those guys again. But isn't it isn't instant? It, like that's almost instant for me now. Yeah. Isn't it interesting though the way that the brain remembers? Like like that is such a deep neuro pathway that's been developed, right? I almost envision it as like my wife's a school teacher, so this is an easy envision for me. I almost envision it as like you experience a negative event. For you it's physical pain, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like the kid in the back of the class with his hand up. I know the answer. Oh, I know yeah. the answer to that. Yeah. I know the answer. Call on me. Uh, uh, Call on me. Right. Teacher, teacher. A little bit of morphine. Right. And that's that kid's name is addiction. Right. Right. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good point. But then you use the rational to kind of overcome that. Like, yeah. oh, sure. Listen, so little Johnny with his hand up in the back, uh, put your hand down. Right. We can. Does anybody else have an answer? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. It's that pit. It's a visceral moment for me. Those guys. Again, I'm sure they're you almost thought life humans, was over. But those guys are not a happy moment for me. Right, right. And so I know this, and I've said this to a lot of people. I could use morphine today and get away with it. Today. Problem is, I if I use morphine and get away with it, I don't quit when I get away with it, right? Right. And then, so I'm using tomorrow. And then I'm using the next day. And then I'm using the next day. Yeah. And one day the DEA knocks at my doorstep. The details will be different. I know it. But, but eventually, but something like that is going to happen, and that's the only time I quit. Do you want? Do you? Do you want to know why you know that, Doctor Sellers? Tell me. Because you've sat on that prickly cactus, and you don't need to sit on every prickly cactus in the desert to know that the cactuses are sharp. <laughs> I messed up. The, the next one sharp. Yeah, I've sat on some cactuses in my day, and I know that there are sharp cactuses out there. I, I love it. Great coping that. skills. Yeah. So that's that's one of the things that I do. Uh, another critical um, skill for me is delay. Delay has always been really helpful for me. So that's actually therapeutically we teach the three D's: delay, distract, decide. Yep. So talk to me about the first one: delay. Well, delay for me, uh, my first decisions tend to be not always very good. <laughs> a little irrational. A little irrational. Like uh, I'm like everybody else. Like if it's a good decision, it'll still be a good decision in a few minutes. You don't have to pull the trigger right now. Well said. And I know pull the trigger sounds like a violent reference, but the point is you don't have to act on a thought in your head right this minute. If it's a really good thought, it'll still be a good thought and still be a, a decent thing to do in five minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes. Or, yeah. Pump the brakes. Yeah. My story about that was, I mean, you remember I've told this story on here too, but I early in recovery went into my in-laws kitchen and they had a bottle of a hundred Darvocet and I shoved that Darvocet in my sock mm. and I, I limped around their house with a ho- bottle of 100 Darvocet in my sock because I didn't want my wife to hear him rattling, right? So I'm limping mm. around the house. It was weird. But that time that I had to limp around, I didn't put them in, the bottle was closed and sealed. Right. The time that I limped around the house gave me enough time to, enough delay, that I got to my rational brain. And my rational brain says to me, hey, uh, this isn't really what you want to do. <laughs> My, my snake brain says, come on, do this now. And if mm-hmm. I'd have done it then, I'd have relapsed. But because I couldn't take them right then, that was forced delay. But because I couldn't take them right then, I, I wandered around the house for 10 or 20 more minutes and came to my senses and thought, this isn't, no, I don't want to do this. So delay is super critical. So, yeah. so for me. I also like the second D. Let's just go through the three D's. Distract. Right? Yeah, distract. Yeah. I mean, if you're having a trigger, you're having a craving, think to yourself, okay, I'm going to call my sponsor first, or I'm going to reach out to a family member first, or I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to a movie. I'm going to go grab some dinner. Whatever it is, distract yourself. And then. So these are great. Like this is, this is a really great point for people that are new in recovery is, and I told you, I'm sorry, I won't keep repeating that, but in recovery, I made a, in treatment, I made a, a safety card. Yeah. And on one side, you had to put down something you were going to do before you relapsed. Well, that something is your distract technique. Right. What, when you're, when you're like your brain's on fire and it's like, I got to have some morphine. Just pick one activity you're going to do before you go get the morphine. Cause that's the distraction activity, whatever it is. And typically it delays as well. It absolutely delays. It yeah. distracts and delays. Right. So d- the distract technique is trying to get you into your frontal cortex. Because the frontal cortex is the part of our brain, sorry for all the science, but the frontal cortex is the part of our brain where we use reason, judgment, logic, 
and that sort of stuff. It's our midbrain, the snake brain, where we crave and where we instantaneously want to feel better when we don't feel good. And so any activity that can get you to your frontal cortex, and those are always activities that only humans can do. So reading and writing and and journaling and poetry and playing basketball and golf and going to the gym and you know whatever those things are they both delay and distract and the delay gives you time to get to your frontal cortex and the distraction gives you the vehicle to get to your frontal cortex which brings us to the third one decide yep at that point hopefully your frontal cortex is engaged and you can make a logical decision not an impulsive action right that's beautiful because what our midbrain does is our midbrain does reflexes Mm. right if you touch the stove and didn't realize it was on and you pull your hand away that's not a decision you didn't have to think about that that's a reflex right your midbrain does reflexes it feels pain it wants it gone now but our frontal cortex actually makes decisions we put lot we put things in our frontal cortex and we reason through them and we decide which is the best. Yeah. Yeah. You heard you know, my you heard my Queen of England story? <laughs> I haven't. Huh. Sounds like a pretty interesting one though. I don't know if I'm gonna tell it now. Why? Why but wouldn't you tell it? It's a it's a it's an explanation of the frontal cortex a little bit. So we have a center in our frontal cortex called the judgment center where we have we put all the things in there that are possibilities for a certain situation. Okay. You ever met the Queen of England? I haven't. If you did, how would you greet her? Uh, probably by, it's a great question. I don't know. Do, do we bow? Sean, is it appropriate to bow to the queen of England? Duh. High five. <laughs> oh yeah. Sean's heard the story. High five. What's up sister? <laughs> <laughs> they like that. Uh, guess what? Guess what? Sean I'm from America. Got? Guess what Sean just got? What? You know, the two dudes right behind the queen of England that are, yeah. Like, their arms right, are like this. Right. They just grabbed Sean. Well, no, what happens sure. is she goes, oh, and she turns around to you. Give her a smack on the butt. Right. <laughs> Have you heard this? I need to hang out with Sean Oh, wait a more. second. That's all bad stuff, isn't it? You've heard this, haven't you? You've heard me do this. I haven't. Oh, okay. I'm just, so, being, I'm just being alpha no, male. But that's exactly, no, but just, that's exactly yeah. it, right? In our judgment center, we have, there are ways we can greet people, right? Yeah. And our judgment center knows all those ways. You can shake somebody's hand. You can high five them. You can give them a hug. You can, you can bow. You could bow. Yeah. You ever bowed to somebody? I haven't. Probably but, not. But no. somehow your brain has that in that's, there that's, as a That's actually what I, my first instinct was. If I meet the Queen of England, I'm going to like bow. Like, what's, what's Mandy's not on microphone, but what do you think Mandy's what, first what, instinct would be? What would it be, babe? I'm thinking like a handshake. Handshake? Handshake. Oh, a handshake. You ever curtsied? Curtsied. Do you, I have. Do you know what that is? Yeah. yeah. Is that a possibility? I With the Queen think. of England? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, but like skirt, when we're curtsy? American, like I don't feel like she's not. Our yeah, you might not do it, a, but, but it's a, a but it's, it's a option. possibility, yeah. right? Yeah. So we have sure. this judgment center. We have all these things in there that are possibilities, and what the judgment center does for us is it takes all the options and selects the one it thinks is most appropriate. Mm. Okay, so you get to the Queen of England. You've never seen her before. Never met her. Your brain somehow pulls out bow, which would be really appropriate. Mm. Handshake would be appropriate. Sure. Slapping her on the ass, <laughs> not appropriate. Yeah, I already talked to HR. High I, five. High five. I'm sorry that I even said it. <laughs> Let alone didn't do it. So, so help help me understand this. What does this have to do with the price of rice of China in the brain? Okay. Guess where drugs work in two places in your brain? The mid brain, the mid brain, where they release massive amounts of dopamine, mm-hmm. frontal cortex, and they knock out your judgment center. Mm-hmm. So you. You ever seen somebody so drunk that they're dancing on the bar with a lampshade on their head and they're naked and no, but I can imagine but, Sean Dead been meeting the Queen Sean, of England right. and trying to high five her and then smacking her on the butt. That's Woo! my that's my point. <laughs> now you come to greet the Queen of England, but you're drunk off your ass. Mm-hmm. You are more likely to pull a stunt like that. Pull a Sean. Because your your judgment center has been knocked out. And so we make the dumbest decisions sometimes when we're when we're high or trying to get high. Because our judgment center gets knocked out by those drugs or alcohol. And so um, so one of the things that has been great over the last 19 years is my judgment center has always been there. And I've always gotten to the point where, come on, make a decent decision, Terry. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Sorry. No, I don't be sorry. Queen this is, listen, <laughs> Queen of England. That's what the title needs to be, Queen of England. Queen of England. Listen, I love it. Listen, there's a lot of recovery podcasts out there. 
And I Not hope one of them slapped the Queen of England on the ass except ours. <laughs> I hope that people listen to ours for a reason. And one of those reasons is I am a I'm advanced an, substance uh, use disorder counselor. You are a I'm a doctor, but I'm also in recovery. Yeah, and we're two dudes in recovery, but we also work in the field. So I hope right. people can listen to this. Like if you're listening to that and going, well, this is boring. I'd rather hear about somebody shooting up heroin behind a dumpster, you know, while like th that's not necessarily us all the way, right? right. Like sh people may come on and share the stories and that could be part of it. But I hope that it's education and information yeah, that people sure. can actually use and benefit their lives. Sure. Absolutely. Hope. Did you know that on one of our podcast platforms, I'm pretty excited about this. We have a lot to celebrate today. Oh, talk to me. On you keep track Podbean, of stuff, I don't. On Podbean, you can okay. see like the little, it's one of the platforms that right. we use. You can see the little analytics. Okay. And we have over 10,000 downloads. We hit that a couple weeks ago. We should get some cupcakes. Yeah. Yeah, well, we have 10,000. We got, we got your birthday that's, cupcakes. That's, that's cool. It is cool. But you know what? The, the thing that I think is the coolest about it is, like I love when, when I go and I see that people, like I get a notification when we get a new review. Mm -hmm. I don't think we have a single review that's not a five-star review. Oh, that's nice. Like, thank you guys. Thank that's you, listeners. Super nice. You know, also when people share this on their social media accounts, that is so helpful, right? And like, the, listen, it's helpful because I genuinely do want to spread a message of hope. Yep. Right. Like I, I, it's not to try to, cause I've thought about this. Like, why is it, do I push this thing out on different recovery pages and, and why is this so important to me? And I had to kind of, I read a book, um, that was all about checking the ego mm. and I had to really Dang think it, about, I need to read that book. Yeah. Yeah. I had to, I had to think about like, is this because I'm trying to get something out of it, a payoff, an alternative payoff, or is this because I genuinely want to help other people? And that's what it is. And so it always makes my, I'm, what I'm getting at is it always makes my heart feel good when people share it because it's like, hopefully whoever their friends are can listen to it and draw on some, some strength and some education and be able to relate, hopefully get a couple laughs out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say to the, to that, I would say, thanks guys. Like that's super nice. And we look, we don't know what we're doing up here, right? Never. But we are in recovery and we do love it. It's better than what we used to do which is not recovery. It's our lives are better. And it's really natural that people that have better lives want to help people get to that point. I think everyone sort of feels that way. If you have something really cool happen in your life, you want to share it with people. Yeah. We're in recovery and it's really cool. And it's, it's been life changing. It's been absolutely life changing. I mean, our, both of our lives were in the, in the dumps at one point and some days are not very good for us, but it's still always better than what we were doing 19 and seven years ago. Absolutely. Right. And so we want to share that with people and we don't, I hope there's not a ton of ego involved in the sharing of the podcast, but the point is we, we love being in recovery and we want people to get there and take the journey with us. So I know I've shared this before, but, uh, but on your birthday, on this celebration on episode 76, I just want to take a minute and thank you for how much you've, you've helped me, you know? Uh, so I took my state exam today. Yeah. And oh, listen, Hey, let's do new and goods. It's my second time taking it. Okay. New. Damn. Good. Beautiful. <laughs> we didn't do new and goods cause we threw the, we threw out the whole format, but so, um, talk to me about that. So it's my second time taking it. the first time I took it and I scored a 485 and you got to score 500 to pass. Okay. And then I was just like, I didn't talk for three hours after sure. I took it. Right. I was just sure. so distraught and just completely crushed. And I had so much anxiety leading up to it again. I'll, I'll make this short. We only got three minutes here. Well, you got three minutes, but the point is, is I'm not coming on here to brag. I failed my first time, right? Today. I, I retook it again. It's probably quite failable. Yeah. It's not an exam that everyone passes today. I took it again and I scored uh, 88.66%, basically 89% crushed it, crushed it. And as I, as I'm walking out, like, I got to tell you, I'm going to get, you were one of the first people I thought of, man. Oh man. Yeah. That's because cool. if it wasn't for people like you, Ty Hansen, like some people that have really helped me in, in my life and in my recovery, I can remember when we first met and I was too ashamed to tell people about my story. And now today we're sitting on your 76 episodes in celebrating your 19 years. And so, yeah, you were one of the first people I thought of. 
We're forcing people to listen to our stories. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted to tell you I love That's you. That's cool, man. And happy birthday. This is recovery right here, right? This yeah. is recovery. You get to walk out of that exam. You don't know if you passed it yet, but the sun's shining. Oh, I knew I'd passed it. Don't. Oh, okay. And in that Do moment, you know you it was like, a moment, uh, yeah, like it told me right at the end. Oh. It told me right at the end. And that's Walk why I said that. Like, and you know you passed and the sun's shining and it's like, this is life right here. But that person you were talking about, how when you said, I go to fellowships because I want to be that yeah. person. Sure. You are that person. You've been that person to me and hopefully you are that person to a lot of people. You know, to piggyback off of what you said, one of the most, one the place that you're going to get the most clean time if you're trying to make it in recovery, you're trying to stay clean is in the middle, right? I think about that. And I have you who has 19 ish, right? We can still joke about that. Who knows? 19, 20, Might be eight. <laughs> right. Right. You know, uh, Ty Hansen, who's got a bunch of time that, that I call and lean on and is a good, good buddy of mine. Right. Uh, Ty Empey, like there's a lot of these people, Taz Decker, you know, they're all good dudes that I know that I can call at a moment's notice and, and lean into him. So I have people ahead of me. I also have people behind me right. that I help out. I'm in the middle. Yes. Uh, we're all in the middle, right? Uh, 19 years is a long time, but man, I know some people with 38 and I know some people with 26 and I know we're all in the middle unless you're right at the end. <laughs> if, I mean, anybody with 50 years is not in the middle anymore, but <laughs> right. at 19, I'm still in the middle. And we have a duty to those in front of us and a duty to those behind us to just keep doing what we're doing. And I think that's the safest place for you, to be honest. Yep. I really do. Yep. We're about out of time, my friend. All right, what do you got? You got 20 seconds left, Doc. You don't have to sit on every cactus to know the next one's going to be sharp. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, everybody. I wanted to let everybody know Bridging the Gap is having an event in Warshaw, Indiana on Saturday, oh. April 23rd. You can watch it at Pain to Purpose on Facebook. And I might just be one of the speakers at the event. Hey, cool. Flying out. Love it. Me and Mandy. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time for episode 77. Beautiful. Thank you for joining us today on We Do Recover with Jared Miller. Help us spread our message of hope. Like, comment, and share. If you have any topics or ideas for future shows, please share that on our Facebook page. That Facebook page is We Do Recover with Jared Miller. If you or a loved one needs help, please reach out to us. Again, thank you for listening. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. This has been a production from a podcast studio.